Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another edition of the Apples to Apples podcast. As always, hey I'm guys, to... before we get started, uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, we don't have KDZ tonight and the Vikings don't play. And apparently a lot of people like our fantasy football talk. So after once we get started, I think we should save some time for that. I just wanted to catch you before you got going, Drew. Yeah, we need to plan our uh, our production meetings earlier because I, I had already started. So maybe next There's week. There's we'll... no way I was listening. I mean, yeah. there's no way I, I didn't mean there's no way I was listening. Maybe we'll meant. plan the show earlier. Maybe that then. is what I meant. I, there, I, I meant there's no way. Pause. I was listening. I didn't mean there was no way I was listening. There was, a, there was a comma or a period or an exclamation yes. point. There. No, I get what I you're swear. saying. I, I, you might have been. You just weren't listening very carefully. That's all. All right. Well, more on my story. Let's plan our production Let's, meeting for well, a little bit later next week. Okay, go ahead. Well, I still stand by that we should talk fantasy. No, I think were, you're right. And we'll get to what this will be. I made a bold move today, too. We'll get your bold move. We'll get to fantasy. We'll get to what else is on this show in just a second. But before okay. that, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm, I'm done with you for now. For now. I can't be done with you for good. You're my co-host and, secondly, my dad. So I can't be done with you for good. But Oh, you're talking to me? I was, but now I'm talking. Now I'd like to talk to the people. Can I talk to yeah. the people? So they're called the orchards. I was going to get to that. Yeah, Do you ahead. want to open the show? I mean, you, you feel like no, you seem I'm not to bothered. get a lot of energy. I, went, I didn't realize we started, so now I'm good. I'm just sitting there. Well, thank you to everyone out there in the orchard for listening to that and listening to us this week, next week, last week, whenever you listen to us. As always, you found us one way or another, but if you want to tell somebody how to listen, you want to try something else, or you know, just for people who are our first-time listeners and want to know what's going on, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to anchor.fm slash apples-2-apples. That is our homepage. From there, you'll have links to all your favorite streaming services as well as old episodes you're going to go to those streaming services spotify google podcast apple podcast or you can search us directly on those services search apples to apples you're going to favorite like subscribe um follow whatever you do on each of those and that way every week when we have a show whenever that is we get sent directly to you and your phone or your tablet or your computer however you listen doesn't matter we will be there we are also on the pod mn app you can download that on your phone it is a phone only app that is us and tons of minnesota minneapolis st paul twin cities content it's mostly famous people and then we're on there too for some reason i'm not really sure why they let us on but that's fine we're there you can catch us there what it is weird that we're on there it's a little weird um but you can find us there as well we're a minnesota themed podcast so we're there um and Last but certainly not least, we are part of the WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio family, and you can catch us there as the appetizer, the first course, the starter dish of the Saturday Sports Spectacular. That is at 7 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Eastern for any of you listening to me on the East Coast. That is 5 a.m. Pacific Time listening to for anybody listening with Sam in the home, Santa Clara, the home of the San Francisco 49ers. And that's, uh, what, Dad, like 1 a.m. Hawaii time? Two, One of these days, I remember. 2 a.m. Hawaii time. Two Hawaiian most Pacific importantly, 7 a.m. Central, live on WFNU 94.1 FM, Frogtown Community Radio. We are also on their website, WFNU.org. You can also find them, us, their other shows, on the Live 365? No, Live 360? Live 365 app. Live 365. I'm, it gets confusing for me because it's Live 365 is their app, and then there's a... Uh, app called Life 360. I know we we've, we've talked about this once or twice that you can use to like track people. Um, so I get them confused. The Live 365 app is where you can listen to us as part of WFNU. But more importantly than us, 8 a.m. Central is going to be your main course. Connor's Corner and Dad, you guys just had a huge show or are going to have a huge show, depending on. When uh, you're we had to. a huge announcement about a huge show. First of so all, you're it going is going to have the huge show. show. It is the hottest radio show on the planet, and uh, November 9th is the one-year anniversary live show at Lunds and Byerly's. Uh, Frank Vassalero, WCCO, will be there to co-host. Uh, we'll be hearing from Kevin Gorg, all the big wigs from Lunds and Byerly's. There's going to be lots of national and local press, believe it or not. Rumors of Good Morning America, Today Show, uh, I, and I'm it's a lot of stuff going on in the next few weeks leading up to the show. So yeah, fairly big show. I mean, huge, massive, huge, huge, huge. one week after the election too. So I'm sure that will be great fodder for you and Connor's conversation. But anyways, that's not till November 9th. 
In the meantime, you can also follow us on Twitter at apples to apples PC. You can like us on Facebook. Just search up apples to apples. Um, you can always email us questions too. People don't take us up on that offer very often. No. But you can apples to apples podcast at gmail.com. And I think I got through the intro as quickly as I could today because I think even with Vikings heading into a bye, I'm sure we'll talk about them in some respect, and no KDZ, I think we actually have a bit of a packed show today. Well, we need to briefly uh, regurgitate the last game they had. And I'm going to tell you why absolutely positively no one should lose their jobs. Um, we're gonna I, think ta- I, I think I know somebody I, uh, who has the same opinion as you, but for a different team, and I bet it's going to be for the same reason. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. And then, uh, yeah, Sam? I was going to say, I know exactly where both of you are going to, so we can yeah. save it, though. No, I... And then I want to talk. Speaking of losing their jobs, I, we don't need. To, we don't usually talk Miami Dolphins. I'm a little confused at the timing of the Tua, not whatever his name is, Laloa. That guy. I I not saying that Fitzmagic is taking him to the Super Bowl, but we need. It's very weird. The whole thing is weird. I have a theory, so I'm glad and, you're actually bringing well, that up. And I and I'm sure. It, your theory will make sense, and I'm sure it was planned from the beginning. Blah blah blah. But they're one game. I don't I know about that, but I, well, I don't know. It's a weird theory, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that and his reaction to it. Fits magic. We, <laughs> we'll talk some fantasy. I made a bold move today. Um, that I think maybe some other people might be onto soon. Uh, we'll I, talk. I made the same move. In a in a different league. In a, yeah, in the other league. Well, but it would I, make sense. You can't both make the same move in right. the same league. Yeah, he's he's a follower. And then we we need to talk Gopher football because FU or Fleck U is back. College game day is here, sort of. I'm not sure what that even means, but two straight home games. They get college yeah, game day. Yeah, what a turnaround! Yeah, yeah, they're you're they're asking you to drop your signs off at a certain location. It's pretty funny. What they're just gonna like put? I don't know what, what they're. I were jumping the gun here. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm well, no, I don't have any more than that. So we got to talk some Gopher football. We've exhausted the wild. They've done nothing more, so they're, you know, they're, they still have a bad GM, but we don't need to regurgitate that either. Second time I use that word. Uh, and then I don't know. It's not I, impressive I, if you use big words if you just keep using the same ones. It doesn't I prove know. you have a. I thought, large stick, I thought it'd be my thing, but I maybe we could talk United. I, they are always confusing who they have and don't have. Uh, and that's really uh, the NBA's done, finally. <clears throat> and I think that's college football or college basketball. World Series. Let's chat a little we'll, World Series. We're we in could. game two tonight. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are finally going to get theirs, but does it even matter, I guess? So, um, and then whatever else comes up. Oh, Do either uh, of you happen to have uh, ESPN, right, ESPN on right now? Hang on, I'll turn not. it on. You guys chat. I'll be right back. Right. Well, while you turn that on, look at Cody Bellinger's eyes because he – Something might be in the air, or he might have pink eye. I don't know. He can't open his eyes, or he may have did some drugs before this interview. But for some reason, his eyes are super squinty, and he's blinking a thousand times, and he can't open his eyes fully. So I hope he hits the ball well tonight. But Something I'm, to watch is what you're yeah, saying. Something, something to watch. He may not be able to see the ball well at the plate, or unless this is pregame which rule to take some drugs before. I don't know. But uh, it is it is awkward the way he's... I think are. Twitter would agree. I just searched his name. Twitter would uh, agree with you. Is that guy on drugs? Yeah, I, I, that's maybe something to watch. And, and I think if Cody Melliger hits over 300 or hits a few home runs this series, it's over. Like, they're going to probably so, sweep him. He looks like he's he's rocking back and forth. I know. Something, I think he's just he, nervous. I don't, I mean, he should be the way he usually performs in the World Series. And you could say he's the reason they haven't won a World Series. Well, then he but he's also the shoulder. reason. Like giving someone a high five as an yeah. guy. You said he's swaying back and forth then. Yeah. yeah what is? I, I, I don't know who this guy is. I just, I just, uh, I just searched his name on Twitter to see if I could find anything. This guy just tweeted: Cody Bellinger interviews need a motion sickness warning. Yeah. I know. What is going? Yeah. I, I mean, and he looks hot. His eyes are. What yeah, is he, he doing? Weird. Uh, all right. Well, let's. He just, uh, oh, and he just uh, bent his knees, and now they're playing his call or his Little League World Series highlights. Oh, they, but they did that five minutes ago here in Minnesota. Um, he just licked his mouth. That's coming in three minutes for you. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely probably took some. Drugs so before. let's not get too far into it. But should we go back to the Viking game? I think we have to. We'd be remiss if we didn't. 
Mount Atlanta. Oh and five, but they. I, to- I, mean, I told they you this would won, happen. Like, by the way. Well, I don't think anyone was shocked. Although you figured they could at least try to win this game. <laughs> uh, and I think they were trying to win. I, I just the, before we get too far into it, this whole they should tank thing. Like, okay, for all the people that that watch the game and think they should tank, what should they be doing different? <laughs> and I think what could sad, they possibly do? The sad realization from from a tank state of mind they is, are. is well, they, they sort of are without even trying to. But more right. than that is this was the hardest part of their schedule, and they're not a good football team by any means, but they are not bad enough. Like, they're just not physically bad enough to be able to be as bad as some of the other teams in the NFL. They're not going to be good. They'll probably have a top 10 pick somewhere. But if people that want the number one pick, it's not going to happen. We're not going to lose more games than a team like the Jets. We're just not. We have too many guys that are veterans to semi-veterans that have something to prove. Unless they fire sale everybody, we're not going to lose enough games. We'll have a high pick. I'm not saying we won't, but that's the sad part. I don't know who they're going to be. I mean, if you look at if you look at a team like the Jets and like teams like that, our roster has way more talent than them. So like what you're saying is like when we have Justin Jefferson, we have Dalvin Cook, we have Adam Thielen, we have Kirk Cousins who is way better than their quarterbacks. Again, he sucks, but he's way better than their quarterbacks. And we have Harrison Smith, and we have uh, I don't and the the defensive end from Jacksonville. I always mispronounce the name. I'm not even <laughs> gonna try it uh, to save myself. And we have those like that talent on our roster. We can't be worse than the Jets. We're going to luck into two to three to four more wins, and that's going to be too many to get a fir- the first or second or probably if that pick. happens, yeah. But, I mean, listen, you, we're, we have – then we'll talk about the game specifically, but still on the schedule, we're, we're going to have a Dakless Cowboys at so, home. He, did you watch bad. them? <laughs> yeah, did they're in the first them? place. But they're a first-place team. Both those games <laughs> have been with Dak. They didn't exactly look convincing without him. We get to play Teddy and the, and the Panthers. We get to play the Jaguars. We get to play the Lions twice. Like, out of all those games, we're going to probably win two or three, probably four of them. Just because Sam's point is we have the talent. They're not going to be pretty wins, but we'll probably win. And that's going to be enough that we won't. Now, I still think we're going to be in a position to do something interesting at the top of the draft. But people that are our team tank for Trevor, whatever your stupid phrase is, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry to say it, but it's just not. Zimmer okay. and Spielman, unless they are, and we're going to get to this, and I'm going to use this as a segue for you, Dad. Zimmer and Spielman, unless they are fired, aren't going. They're, they're not going to trade guys away because they're in the last year of their contract. They have something to fight for. They're not going to purposely lose more games, knowing that they could be sent home at the end of the year. The guys on the t- the roster that are veterans have something, you know, have something to play for. Want to prove their worth, get another contract. It, we're just not going to lose that many games, and that's the sad thing. But I'm going to use that as a bit of a a segue dad into your, your Zimmer uh, spiel. I'm assuming well, that's what you're talking about. Zimmer's gone. I mean, my thing is don't do anything different. You're not, you don't need to be accused of tanking because your team is so bad. You're just going to keep losing. You might scratch one or two wins, but I mean, Zimmer is fired at the end of the year period. The question is if Spielman, like I struggle with Spielman. I don't think he's done that bad of a job, but, no. but I mean, I mean, he does sign guys and he does, I, you know, I, and the I draft think I str- picks aren't awful, but Zimmer doesn't do anything with them. Like Zimmer well, that, that's, does that's not know does not know what to do with the defensive back. He, I, which is amazing to me. He is absolutely clueless. It, and that's supposed to be his thing. And I don't know how he got. Do that you remember reputation. that we actually had a number one pick that was a defensive back this year? Because they don't ever mention him. He's I thought played okay actually. Yeah, but the, it's like they focus on this this other dude. Yeah, I, I well they put they put Gladney in the slot a lot, so he just doesn't get noticed a lot because he's a smaller and, which makes sense but and is Hughes the Byron Buxton except he sucks of the Vikings have you ever seen a guy get hurt so much it's, it's harder to gauge even how good he is because you can play like <laughs> if you're even sort of hurt on a football field you're not going to be effective well, the, 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 amount of, can hide it, but the amount of games he's missed do equal the 60 a year yeah. that Buxton misses no, you're Buxton right. well especially if it, when it's neck injury upper body injury it's Jesus. Very the, the only yeah. thing I would say about Spielman I don't think he'd stick around, too. I think they'd probably just start fresh. But it's hard to gauge his job over the past few years, especially because I think him and Zimmer have, like, I think a lot of the things he does, he does because of Zimmer. Um, and how he, and I think that's a good thing. You want a coach and a GM that are on the same page. But, like, 
I don't think Spielman really wanted to re-sign Kyle Rudolph to be the fifth highest paid tight end in the NFL. But I think Zimmer valued having a veteran tight end because he likes to run heavier sets and run the ball. Um, same goes for re-signing some of you know the, the bars and the Kendricks of the world. I think if you ask Spielman, you know Zimmer aside, he probably wouldn't have re-signed them both to large contracts right. because you could find somebody to replace them and not lose that much value and apply it elsewhere. But Zimmer values those guys, especially Barr. Barr is his first ever pick. So I do think there's a little bit of bias there because of, to your point, what has Zimmer done with the guy Spielman's got him and vice versa? What has Spielman had to do because of Zimmer? Um, so it's it's tough to assess, but at some point you have to sort of say, you know what, we, we may just have to start fresh. Do you really give a GM? This would That hypothetically would be Rick's third coaching staff, I think, because I think he was here before Zimmer, so... And so I think he does a good job. He signs guys, goes gets guys, which is refreshing in Minnesota sports and Minnesota management. But again, like I'm a Mike, I like Mike Zimmer a lot. Like, like I want him to win a Super Bowl with us, but I, again, he's not going to get done. I think it's time. And another thing, like I'm glad Drew brought Rudolph is Rudolph because I think he's the guy. Like before the trade deadline, we probably look to get rid of. I mean, he's a veteran guy. He we only throw the ball to him in the red zone. He's sure-handed in the red zone, but. And I think when we when we win the red zone, we should throw it to him every time. But we don't really use him that much. And his contract, his veteran guy, has a bigger contract. And Irv Smith is right behind him, who has proved he can catch balls really well and can block a little bit. So I think Rudolph might be the guy to go looking at the trade deadline. We have Irv a really Smith bad been, quarterback. Yeah, well, he's been awful this year, and there's no doubt about that. And then you you come back to that that conversation is you have to you have to assess Rick. I don't know why I'm calling by his first name is if I know the guy. You have to assess Spielman with the decision to sign and then extend Kirk as oh. probably his number one and number one B moves. I mean, that, that's I the decision. I don't mind signing him. I, I well, I know, and I don't actually that. disagree with you, and I don't either. And we talked about it way back when it happened. I, I It was sort of felt like we almost had to do it. Whether you wanted to do that, whether you felt you know someone in-house was going to do it or not, we needed some stability. He was the best free agent quarterback out there. We went and made a move, and um, if you go back, though, Zimmer was sort of anti that move. He felt like he could do what he needed to do with Teddy or Keenum or someone. Now, I think Keenum stunk. I don't think Keenum was ever the answer. Teddy probably wasn't the answer, too, but you ha- you have to wonder, you know, what team could they have built if they didn't spend $30-plus And then the decision to now extend him, and we're stuck with them basically for two more years probably, that's another decision that, you know, that Rick made, that Spielman made, and well, I think— really have to look at that under a very critical light. I get, I get that the um, draft picks have been solid. He's gotten the guys Zimmer wants. He's navigated the draft to do that. He's made some big signings, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've made the cap work in some tough spots, but you, you talk about the most important position on the field. You have to look at what they've done with that. They, they've never, they've never had a backup plan in place. They've, they've yet to, since Kirk came to the team, found a way to find something serviceable under him that could also grow like in this last game and then i'll I'll get off my soapbox about this but you know you're like okay just bench kirk at this point but like what's the point what's the point to put sean Mannion in that game if you had a if you had a rookie you drafted in the mid rounds that you wanted to just see what he had you know take kirk out of the game make sure he doesn't get hurt even or whatever like that's worth it that's worth it to give your rookie or early quarterback some run in the nfl when you have a journeyman veteran as your backup What's the point? And I just yeah. feel like that's where they failed. Is no matter, Sam was was pounding the table for them to get. I think it was Fromm back in yeah, this draft. I was and they could have gotten. That up. And it it there's nothing wrong with drafting a guy in the mid rounds to just in case Kirk gets hurt. He's been durable, but in case he gets hurt or in situations like this, you have the opportunity to groom him. And I think that's been a miss by Spielman since we signed Kirk. I, I get not wanting to spend draft capital on a quarterback when you sign one for thirty million plus, but at the end of the day, like. Backup quarterbacks are important, and to not address that other than a, a journeyman backup, I think is is a miss. And now I'm yeah. done with that rant. Yeah, I was about, I was going to bring up Fromm. Like, it didn't even have to be Fromm. I thought Fromm was pro ready, one of the most pro ready quarterbacks coming in in the draft. I understand he didn't play well as last year in college, but that was just my, the guy I wanted. But it could have been another quarterback that drafted in the second round, like you said. What's the point of having Sean Manny as your backup? Because one, you're not going to play him ever because we're paying Kirk a ton of money, and two, if he gets hurt. We'd rather have Sean Mannion, who we know sucks, or have a rookie we drafted who could potentially be good, or, like you said, groom him, 
if we need to bench Kirk because he's playing terrible and he can come in there and try to win a ball game when he knows there's no pressure on him because it's they're we're down one we're one in five in the year so that's what that's a big point too like why I never really understand having a 40 or 35 plus year old backup as your quarterback who we know sucks like Fitzpatrick is a different story because he shows flashes Sean Mannion's never shown a flash so that's another like like you said abyss in the draft and and not that this guy is somebody I'm just going to throw someone out there as an example not and not that this guy is someone that we should aspire to have but although it could you could maybe say it's an improvement but Gardner Minshew is a perfect example of what they did in Jacksonville Jacksonville in the offseason went out and got Nick Foles they drafted Gardner Minshew in the sixth round because they thought he may have something and they thought that you know eventually Nick Foles was going to move on and they thought they could groom Minshew to be a you know a, a serviceable quarterback if they needed him in the short term and a starter down the road they believed that he fit what they wanted to do here we are, and he's been the starter now for you know basically what was a full season last year, and now the first five games. He's not lighting the world on fire, but last year he threw for over 3,000 yards, limited his picks. This year he's been good, not great, but he's been a mid-tier quarterback. I mean, no, no worse than Kirk. I mean, he's been better than Kirk, and that was addressed in the sixth round of the draft. Like there are guys out there that produce in college that you want on your roster, and you don't need to spend a second, third round pick for them. And here's the great news. You draft a guy in the sixth round, he sits on your on your bench for two, three years. Even if you're bad again, you get a better chance to get a guy you want in the higher rounds when you actually need it if you don't think it's him. But you, it's just it feels negligent it feels negligent to me to not address the quarterback position in a meaningful way. And even the guys they have chosen, Jake Browning was an undrafted free agent that they signed out of Washington with a big arm. And Jake Browning's one of those guys, if he left college a year earlier than he did, he's probably a mid round draft pick, but he didn't. They took Nate Stanley out of Iowa late, late in the draft this year, and he's mightling away on the practice squad. Like, what's the harm in having Nate Stanley dress for a game and put him in in a situation like that? I just don't I, I don't get it. Maybe it's they don't want to threaten Kirk. Well, maybe he could afford to be threatened a little bit. I mean, a little bit of motivation wouldn't do the guy that bad. It doesn't even matter, no, because he's— Well, at one in five, yeah. No, I'm he's because he does what—he'll do, now that it ma- doesn't matter, he'll be lights out. Just like— as soon as he gets done three down three touchdowns the fourth quarter, it's his time. No one's better in the fourth quarter down three touchdowns than him. I mean, they're not going to come back, but he's going to he's going to get his touchdowns. All right. The bottom line is the coaches are too old and they need to go. Now we need to talk before we get to some fantasy football. This whole uh, Fitz Magic thing. I I get he's not a long term quarterback. I get first of all they're a game out of the playoffs. Things are going really well. He's playing really well. You just put that much more pressure on this young guy. There is zero reason to make that change right now. It doesn't make any sense. You should have just started the season with him. Now, I know they wanted to get him. I, I get it. There's a buy. I understand that part of it. Zero reason to throw Tua, that long last name, into this. It, it's just – and what it, Fitzpatrick was actually one of the better quarterbacks this year. It, it went probably last. I get it, but I think it's very, very weird to pull the plug. And if it doesn't go well, not. And again, they don't care about winning this year, but they can. They're game yeah. out of first. I mean, my big thing is like he's playing well, and another thing Fitzpatrick brings to the team is like veteran leadership too. Tua doesn't have like the veteran leadership. Fitz Magic is be, is bringing the guys together and be like I I'm bringing Miami Dolphins to three wins right now. Tua can't say that. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick's bringing the momentum and like and the like the jazz to the team and firing them up. So why sit him now? Like and it might it. ruin his relationship with the organization because he's like I've done everything I can for you right now. I'm playing my heart. Like I'm playing well. I'm playing. Oh, he's not. He has a chance to win. I'm playing well against good teams, and now he's probably gonna request a trade. Which another thing is, I don't know if this is Drew's theory is, maybe they sat Fitzpatrick now because he's playing really well and they can use him as trade bait and his trade value will be higher than there ever is. Maybe that's why they sat him. I don't know. But I, I think, still, yeah. if, if they care about winning, I think Fitzpatrick was still the move to, to hang in there. I know you have a rookie quarterback and he's the future, but still, you don't want to yeah. rush him back too after injury and all that. Um, and then wait till Fitzpatrick makes a mistake because we know Fitzpatrick doesn't really maintain this. You know he's going to make mess up in the next in probably a couple of games. So why not right. just wait till then? Yeah, I yeah, go ahead Drew with your theory. No, I, I think I think Sam got I think Sam certainly hit on part of it. I think trade value is a huge part of it. But 
I think the other thing we have to step back, and this isn't part of my theory necessarily, although I guess it sort of is. You also take a step back and wonder, like, maybe it, maybe they wanted to start Tua from the start altogether, but maybe he wasn't 100% healthy yet. He Maybe he was still nursing some of that hip injury he got in college that, you know, there was rumors it could possibly end his career. Obviously, it didn't. But um, So you have to wonder if that played a, a part in it. They always intended on bringing Tua in as soon as he was ready. But I think Sam hit the nail on the head with the trade value thing. He's not going to be there much longer if at all after this year and to oh, your point he's gonna yeah. screw it up at some point so why not take him out now he his value is as high as it's gonna be he's shown you everything he can do for a not great miami team and they're gonna probably try and shop him to get some draft picks to build around Tua, who they've already denoted as their quarterback of the future but here's the second part comes in they also own the first round draft pick of the houston texans that pick right now sits right around fifth overall. And depending on how they play and depending on what they do the remainder of the year, now with an interim head coach, uh, an interim GM, they're probably going to tear it down. And that draft pick becomes very, very interesting if it falls into the top five and stays in the top five. So I think they want to see as much of Tua as they can over the next 10 games because if they don't like what they see, they're going to do what they did with Josh, or Josh, not Josh Allen, Josh Rosen and Tua, exactly what Arizona did with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. They're going to well, say, first of all, this guy wasn't, let me finish. They're going to say, this guy wasn't what we thought. I get you don't think Josh Rosen was ever good, and that's beside the point. But they didn't draft him, still, so they were even dumber for trading for him. But it doesn't matter. Arizona did the same thing. Arizona no, did but the they, same had, thing. They, sh- they should have never even traded for him. They knew how bad he was, but continue. I, I guess my point is, you put Josh Rosen for the Dolphins aside. Think of the Arizona example. It's the exact same thing. They yeah, want to know what they have out of this kid. And if he's what they think he is, perfect. Then they know exactly what they need with that Houston first-round pick and their own, wherever that ends up. If he's not what they think it is or that injury hasn't fully healed and he's not as dynamic as he used to be, there's three very, very good to to, to, to good quarterbacks available in the top that will be available in the top five, depending on where it falls, and they'll probably go get one. But they have to know what they have in Tua to be able to make that decision and you're not going to find that out from only a couple games. And they're probably going to trade Fitzpatrick. I think they should try. We'll see what they get or if they do. Try and trade Fitzpatrick to see if they can get more return to build around Tua or possibly one of Lawrence, Fields, or Trey Lance if that's what they decide to do. I think that Houston pick being the pick, they never assumed Houston's pick would be anywhere near the top five. And now it is, and I think that makes their decision come draft time well, very interesting, and they have to know what they have from Tua to make Here's what's gonna happen. choice for that pick. Before we get to fantasy football. To here's Sam, the only other thing, to Sam's point, I don't think they care what Ryan Fitzpatrick thinks of the organization because he's gone after well, the year fine. no matter what anyways. Well, here's what's going to happen. They probably will trade him soon, and Tua's going to get hurt, and they're going to have no one to play quarterback, and then they're going to lose the rest of their games, and they're, they're going to take a season when they were finally relevant and put it straight in the – the can, and I think this is how managers or general managers and coaches get fired for doing being completely stupid. Because to your point earlier, eventually he was taking over, which could have been in two games anyways. This was th- this just puts more pressure on him. All right, fantasy football. Well, one thing before we oh, get to ahead. fantasy football, I just have a general football question. I don't know if we ever really talked about this question on the show or not recently, but do you think how bad the New York Jets are? Do you think like Alabama or Clemson this year? could beat the new york jets no no i just i think like the jet the jets are still made up of guys who are picked in the nfl draft like how many guys on alabama don't get picked like still men the problem is there's they're coach they're coached by adam gase saban could probably out coach gase but at the end of the day like that said they're just grown men and they're they're just the best of the best from college did you see that stat of like his last six years of offensive play calling, he was like 27, 28, yeah. 29. It, it's the, ridiculous how bad he is and how he has It's almost even bad as – what's worse, calling Zimmer the cornerback whisperer or calling him the offensive? Oh, my God. Well, and I do – I wonder. I truly wonder with That's when you know there's racism in the NFL. That guy well, has I just, no business well, that's, coaching. Yeah, I do think that's true. Jeez. But I also think – I do wonder with guys like Gase – and an offensive perspective and Zimmer and defense and what, or specifically cornerbacks. Like, I wonder if you let them like actually just focus on that one thing and make that one thing, their job, how good they would be at it. You know, what? cause he was awesome at it. He was um, awesome at it. 
Zimmer was good when he first got here, but but time is over. Well, no, I agree. He I got my too point old, is, if, and if all Zimmer... the other people. Oh, but hang on, he got too old, and all the other coordinators slash coaches got too young, and they're all innovative, and they can figure out anything he wants to do. Zimmer cannot keep up with the top six, seven, eight, nine offensive minds. He can't. And I guess do what I'm saying is, if no, he, he didn't when he have first to, got here. if he didn't have to run a full team, if he could just focus on the defense, would that be different? Same with Gase. If he no. didn't have to be the head coach of the team, would that be different? I, 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 so. I, I just, I, I, I the just answer might be no. But I, that's I one of the things I want. Passed. I don't think I still think so. Antonio I mean, like, Brown. Here's, here's oh, an, I have I have a quick example for you. All right. The, the I mean, it, this is probably bad timing to say this, but the, the Bills defense has been pretty good this year. They didn't play anyone. That's fine. But they've been pretty good. We haven't played anybody really either. And we've stunk. They've been pretty good. Well, we're not. Yeah, we're bad. He, and let's this year aside, last year, they were very good. They were second in the NFL in yards per game. Yeah. Do you know who their defensive coordinator is? Leslie Frazier. Exactly. A former head coach that was a terrible head coach, they but no one's a good defensive play. mind. They have, but they have and of an old one too. at that. I guess yeah. I'm just I'm just curious. Again, I don't know the answer. You don't know the answer. I, 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 it's a, I it's think it's past him by. Thought. I think it's past him by. But if he could just focus on getting the defense right and have no better. other responsibilities, do you think he could he, he would be better? But he can focus on it. He doesn't have to worry about the offense. He does I I I think he, I it's think not just that. It's 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 game planning. Well it's when he first decisions. got here he Anything could like do, well here's here's point counterpoint then we gotta talk about Antonio Brown. When I think first, time plays a factor. When he first got here he could do both. I he agree. He was good at both. So all of a sudden, uh, but I don't. I don't know if I don't know if the time is him not being able to acclimate to the modern game, rather yes. than he doesn't have the requisite time to no. do not what he time needs to do to acclimate to the the modern game. It it should be easier for him the more that he's coached to be able to do it. He was he was. It's not, a, it's not an experience thing. Is a fi- there are a finite amount of minutes in a day. I think you're missing my point. But why but could he do it when he first got here? Is my point because he because he could just keep doing exactly what he was doing. And I'm saying I think the lack of I think the fact that he had to expand his remit meant he had less time to focus on his defensive duties. And as time progressed, uh, the offenses did move ahead of him and he didn't have the time to focus on keeping his defense in line. So I'm saying if this whole time he had just been a defensive coordinator, I wonder if his defenses wouldn't be as bad as they were. If he well, would have been able to keep thing. up the ball. That's uh, awesome. and, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't have time to argue with you guys, but his two safeties cannot cover anyone, including Harrison Smith. So he clearly doesn't work with those guys either. Those guys, they can tackle better than anyone. They should probably pull through linebackers. They can't carry anyone. I don't have the answer. Uh, Not extending. Antonio Brown's available. He's coming back 10 days. Go get him. He'll only be on a team for 10 days. Possibly, but low risk. I, I dropped a guy that was on the IR to pick him up just so no one else could get him. I have no interest. I really don't. Sam? Yeah, I picked on my other league just because I had three quarterbacks, so I figured why not because I didn't need three quarterbacks. But um, I figured it's a good stash. And we're also talking about stash for the future. I also picked up Perrine as the, the backup runner for the Jets. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but maybe a stash for the future. Maybe it might be too early to pick him now. You could probably save a week or two to get him. But I think he could be increasingly getting more touches to see the rookie has running back because we already know what Frank Gore has and he has nothing left in the tank, but um, um, Brian could I'm be a good stash. I'm going to give an example why fantasy football is ridiculous and why a guy like McCarthy for Dallas is ridiculous. Everything's going wrong. You've got the highest paid running back in football. It's first and goal on the one. You throw a pass, there's interference. It's first and goal on the half. You throw a pass, there's interference. It's first and goal on the two-inch line. You throw a pass, you miss. It's second and goal on the two-inch line. You throw another pass and miss. And to their credit, on the fifth time they threw a pass, they scored a touchdown. Do you want to explain to me why they didn't give the ball to the top running back, who if I get anything from him, I win a game that I was down like 70 points? Okay, that's what I thought. No, I – Fantasy football, I, I'm not going to say it sucks, but I think there's so many bad teams and so many injuries, and with COVID, it's not as fun, I, I'm finding. I, did, I strongly disagree, yeah. actually. My okay. big thing about fantasy right now is 
I think it's better in fantasy if you start out 0-3 because then you can get every single player on the waiver wire. And because I know a guy who started out 0-5, actually, and now he is, his team is loaded with depth and talent because he has every guy on the waiver wire that is really good. And he has Le'Veon Bell and all that. And a guy like me who started out 4-0 in that league. And now I, and I have so many running backs. I had five starting running backs. And I traded away Gordon. And then I had Mostert. And then, of course, Mostert gets injured. And I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And then they decide to sign Le'Veon Bell and they don't need him. And, and Sorry, I might have cut out. I don't know if my Wi-Fi is good. But what I was saying is but for fantasy, I think it's better if you start back because then you can just sneak into the playoffs and you have really good depth. Well, in one of my leagues, we have an auction every week to pick up players. So it doesn't matter, which is interesting, but um, equally as aggravating. <laughs> so you have I to just bid. think I, I think it's well, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying you, you have done. to bid every week and you start with the thousands. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the auction waivers gets to be onerous. But I think in general, when there's the injuries aside, maybe because it, that gets frustrating. But I think when teams are using two and in some cases three running backs, Oh. And teams are spreading the ball around more from a passing perspective. They're getting tight ends involved. They're not as reliant. I just think when there's more parity across the scores, it's a little bit more fun. It makes the games A, more competitive. B, your decisions matter more. You can't just slot in the same 10 or 12, however many guys you start. But you can't slot in the luck. same. But I don't I don't think so. Okay, I think you, so have, you, you, you have to take matchups into consideration more. And again, so to Sam's to- point, you have to work the waiver wire. But okay, so you work the waiver. And fantasy's always luck. I mean, I you, like I don't know. You pick up the dude from uh, New England, Harris. Now he shares with two other guys. They never give him the ball. You go to you go to the ex San Diego team, the Chargers. They got Justin Jackson and Kelly. Kelly's supposed to be the guy. Now Jackson's the guy, and then sooner or later the other guy is coming back. I'm I'm just saying it's your you don't you can never know. Which but guy I guess, is the guy that game? But I so guess that's a, I, I think I think well I don't I don't think it's necessarily luck. I think you have to try and do. Really? I think I think part of what makes fantasy football fun is trying to assess in situations like that who the team values and understanding the rules of your you league. Can't. PPR is it not PPR? And going from there, you can't ever be a hundred percent sure, of course. But fantasy football always has an element of luck, and I think when there's more parity. It, it, you're not you're just not relying on you know the same guys week in and week out and you have to make true decisions and I, you have to play the matchups you have to worry about there's way, yeah there's way how that quarterback teams. spreads the ball around like it, it just i think that's that's fun to me i guess I, listen and i've had have, and i've had guys on my team harmed by injuries and exactly what sam was well, just yeah, saying that I, that's, i'm not but, complaining i think it's I, i'm just saying I, i'm not saying this only because i'm doing well or whatever like i i legitimately think when you have to think through, let's take Philadelphia the Eagles as an example because I've been talking to my, my Eagles correspondent for the last two weeks about what to do with what sh- what shares I own in, in, in Philadelphia. I have I have Miles Sanders. I've had him all year. I see Travis Fulgham. he's a top running back. I understand, but now he's hurt. And I asked I, – so I, let me just finish with the Eagles, please. They have struggled mostly all year. If you know, I, They've struggled all year, as have the Vikings. They've struggled he all hasn't. year. Who who's he? Sanders? No, he hasn't. Yeah. And he was my first he was my first round pick, but he's been hurt for two weeks. But not this coming week and once early in the season. But my point is not as much about Sanders. It is a little bit in a bit. But take the the receiving core, for example. None of the guys at the beginning of the year were worth anything. But now all of a sudden this Travis Fulgham guy is kind of coming out of nowhere and he's lighting it on fire. That's okay. great. Go at him. But you also have to consider they have Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson coming off the waiver wire, uh, coming off injury reserve in the next week to two weeks. They also have their rookie wide receiver Jalen Rieger, who's going right. to come off injury reserve at some point. Before Do you we pick get up, into this well, let me finish. Thing, fi- okay, go ahead. No, because I want to, because I get, I'm not, I'm talking running backs. Running backs and wide receivers completely different. There's so many receivers that you can plug in. The running back position is so depleted slash not I'm talking to you I'm talking about you got the two running backs right now from the Chargers you got three from the from New England you never know from game to game which one they're going to use and you can't possibly know the wide receivers there's a lot of so then you have to work to like stay away from those guys like I think that's fun is trying to or if you have them try and convince someone to take them in a trade for something you need well yeah yeah another thing about another thing about trades too is a lot of owners don't realize like what they need 
because like they they just look at pure like value and stuff and like pure name especially I don't know at least in my league it's like I look at the rosters like they have one starting running back and the other two are backups yet I'm giving them a starting running back for maybe a receiver that's a little better just like a time it better but they like no my guy's way better it's like you also don't have a, another starting running back so that's another thing too like who, it depends who you're playing with if it makes Speaking it fun. Of- I want to I want to give you guys two trades that went down in one of my leagues today. I'm not going to use the people's names, but okay. So this one owner traded Hayden Hurst for J.K. Dobbins. Now on the surface, you're thinking that sounds crazy, okay? I think it but sounds relevant to be honest. Right. Well, so he he got rid of Hayden Hurst, and we have to play a tight end in our league. But then he turned around and traded Mike Williams and Kirsten Kirk. This part I don't understand. For the Minnesota kicker and George Kittle, the best tight end in football. You talk about fleecing somebody. Bizarre. Why would well, the you, Minnesota if, in, kicker in a league where you have to use a tight end? Why would you get rid of Kittle? Who do you have? Who did the other guy have? Did he have a backup? Like I like I have in in both of my he I, traded I, he, Hurst. Oh, who did the guy get? Uh, let me look. No, up. no, no. Who did like who did the guy hit that? Hurst the guy that traded, traded Kittle. Back? Hunter okay. Henry. <laughs> I guess bizarre. what I'm saying is it's still slightly bizarre, but I yeah. I always for the last like three years have always heavily invested in the tight end position because there's only like three of them worth anything, and if you have one of those three, four or five, it ends up being like four or five, but you never know who number four and five are going to be. But if you can get one of those four or five guys, the drop off yeah. from tight end five to tight end like You're, eight well, is massive, and yeah. you can win games because of the tight end position. It's so funny you, you said com- that. Go ahead. Yeah, I was Sam. gonna say you're completely right on that. But at both my leagues, you don't have to play tight end. We play well, I, three wide receivers. Leagues, you have to play a tight end. Yeah, so. no, so you're completely right. But and so in both my leagues, you have three wide receivers, and a third can be a tight end, so you have the option. But you're completely right. You need Kelsey or you need Kittle, and then there's a major drop off because those are the really only two consistent ones, and all the other ones are good half the time and not good half the time. Well, here's so. here's sort of where I was going well, with this. I have, to your point, in one league I have Kelsey, and in one league I have Kittle. And my backups in those two leagues are the two guys that people didn't think were going to be big but are John U. Smith, who's unfortunately hurt this week, and Mike Gusecki, who are like tight ends four and six or something like that. And no one had them, but I went and got them on the waiver wire. And now I'm turning around. People are desperate for tight ends because, to your point, there's five of them worth something. We're in a 10-team league, and at some point somebody needs them, and I, I can get some value at a position that I need because of having a tight end. And I just think that's like... That to me is like the fun part of fantasy. It's not just it's not setting the lineup each week. It's looking at what do I well, need to supplement my team? Do I want consistency? Do I need consistency? Do I have a boomer bust guy that I know I can slot in there? And I think that's what we're starting to see with the running back position with all these injuries. It's like there's some guys that it's like, yeah, they're not great. They're gonna just get the running downs and they're gonna get, you know, sixty, seventy yards a game and they're gonna get my seven, eight, maybe nine points if I'm lucky. Maybe they'll score. Or I'm in a PPR well, the, league and I go and I go for the the added value of a receiving back that that's a little more volatile and making those decisions and seeing how a team likes to play impacts that. So I think the leagues that have IRs, I never used to like it. I really like it. So, so ex, let me explain. <laughs> that something guys to you. are hurt. You like it? Yeah. Well, no. Now it makes sense, and I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. Because I'm in the, in the league, 12 team league, and in the league where I have to play a tight end. I have two really good ones. I don't want to get rid of them, but I've got uh, Echler and Chubb on here hurt, and I'm not going to cut them. And so, the, and then I've got I've got um, I needed a kicker this week, and it's uh, and I have Baltimore, so I'm not going to get rid of them. So I'm I have uh, my tight ends are the dude from Oakland, Weller, Waller, 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 and. T.J. Hushamada from uh, Detroit. Those who might be better, actually, but uh, so I am. I literally have to cut T.J. because I don't want to get rid of the backup running backs I have because I never know which one I'm going to need, and someone's going to snap them up. So it kind of sucks. Now, I'll, once I drop the kicker, I'll pick up some tight end. But yeah, it's, me, I mean, you're right. There's strategy. See, why involved. are you holding on to two kickers? I, I I'm not gonna. Well, would you cut? Would you cut uh, Baltimore's kicker? Well, who's the kicker you got instead? I I put in. I don't know. I'll find out tonight. I put in. I, I guess that's like one of like the 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 he's the, the best volatile, kicker in the league. I understand, I but the drop off from one connection to Mother Tucker for some reason. 
the, the difference in kickers is minuscule. Like, no. it's just, it, yes, no. it is. No, no, they're not. I'll look it up. I will look it up right now. Listen yeah. to this, Trey, that it just went down in my league today. I also won't name names for the, the people, but one guy traded away Ben Ro- or no, he traded away Matthew Stafford and Melvin Gordon to get Ben Roethlisberger. That's why. But he doesn't. I bet you their stats aren't that different. Quarterback who's average, who's averaging one point less to get a quarterback who's averaging one point more. Here you Excellent. go, Dad. And, and a guy that's hurt all the time. Here you go, Dad. Yeah. Uh, Justin Tucker is currently PRK two for kickers, but we'll use him as the example because he's only point one point one points behind number one. He has okay. an average of eleven point two points from a kicker, and that inc- and I'm I'm in a league where longer kicks are rewarded. So 11.2 points. I am too. On I am average. too. If I scroll all the way down to kicker yeah. 15. Doesn't matter. That is Steven Goskowski. He averages he 9 points. Doesn't matter. He averages he 9 points. Let me finish. So does it in my league. It's only one point. And actually, besides the one week, he doesn't miss. <laughs> if you, ah, if you exclude If you exclude week one. After that, he's been an animal. But my point still stands. Even if you include his misses, he averages 9.2 points. That is a two-point difference. So you're holding on to somebody for a two-point game. Okay, you can't go by that. Because I'm going to tell you why you can't go by those averages. Because I have the third most points in one league, and I'm in dead last place. You can't go by the average. you got to go by those games where they can— Like, there's games that Tucker might not score a lot. Because there's mostly touchdowns, but there's other games he's going to get 18, it, you're, 19 you're, points. He he's arguably benefiting from consistency. His scores yeah, are that, nine, well, sixteen, he's nine, also the eight, second nine, best 16. kicker. Yeah, I, I can't get rid of him. That just does not make sense. So I'm stuck. I just I just no think one would actually. If, if you're that him. upset about losing Hawkinson, dropping Tucker well, for a different kicker upset, isn't going I mean, to I, I, like, harm you that much, depending on who that kicker is. Well, if Waller doesn't get hurt, it's not that big of a deal. But still, I'm just saying. That's why I. I, I I'm I just I, I think you that's kind of my point. Like these are the these are the decisions that I think are interesting to me. It's not really worth it. The kicker's they are not interesting, worth it. but it shouldn't it's fantasy football. It shouldn't be that much work. No, no I just hand it. If, if, if I get rid of Tucker, I'm handing someone the best kicker in the league. It's a kicker though. It doesn't it, matter. It does matter. You I wouldn't have won last week without him. He scored 19 points. You wouldn't him. have won without but it doesn't matter. You would have won without anybody on your team by that point of argument. If if you have one guy on your team instead of another guy who had less points, you would have lost without him. The kicker will always get you points. The third string running back that you had to put in won't. I, but I, I guess I that's my point. That's my point is you want to pr- you want to avoid that situation as much as possible. The drop off yeah. to the next kicker is minimal. The drop off to that running back is extreme. So if you're dropping a position player that is serviceable and can play for a kicker to hold on to a kicker. You're, you're diminishing well, the he's my ultimate value of your team. I mean, Drew, you got to remember, Dad probably never took an economics class and experienced diminishing marginal returns, <laughs> or even went to a business yeah, class I, at all. As I so, said, those uh, are like these are yeah. these well, are. I gotta do You got He doesn't really care about that stuff. I'm he in just the. Cares I'm, by the way, about having I, the number two kicker. I'm a six-time defending champion, and I'm in. I'm the we're the first team ever inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. So. I'm doing it now. Granted, ever since. How many since times have you won in the last 10 years? Uh, I was in the Hall of Fame nine years ago, and I have finished in last place every year since. Probably yeah, so, because you put too much of an emphasis to... on your kickers. Go yeah. for, I'm like Zimmer. Because uh, you by started the way, caring we, about kickers too much. And by the way, this league, this is no lie, we've been doing this league for just under 40 years. We used to have to call in on an you answering machine. only won machine. it six times? It's six. It's like five more than anyone else. How many people are in the league? Yeah, I feel like at some point sense. somebody would have to win it. Well, a couple, twelve more. teams, but like each team has three owners. And um, yeah, no, it's uh, we've been doing I just this. Think, I think you cared too much about kickers. Maybe you should. Yeah, I mean, right, if you've well, lost, check nine the analytics. Years, you might it's twenty twenty. A little something up. So the, the Gophers, uh, there's some weird stuff going on with the Gophers. All of a sudden now it's leaking out that some of their players might actually not be playing. They're gone. The two offensive linemen, I don't know what their problem is. The dude from Australia, he's done. And that Dunlop guy who said he was done then came back, I guess he's done too. But uh, – I didn't hear – where did you see that? They, they've been asking Fleck, and he's been like poo-pooing it and saying he's not going to talk about 
who's playing and not playing. And obviously somebody knows something. So I don't think those guys are playing. But if there was ever a year we should just crush I don't remember the last time we played Michigan at home. But again, we don't have fans. Just the, we have actually that's not true. We have 800 fans. They would allow us to have 1500, but of course it's Minnesota so we're only doing 800. Um I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't beat them easily. I think their best player is out. The Michigans? Yeah. Yeah. I mean they they got I mean, yeah. Why they, can't we, we beat them? We all have our issues. What's the weather report going to be like? Oh, well, I can tell you right now that uh, there's eight inches of snow on the ground. And the temperature is not going to get out of the mid-30s for uh, maybe till May. So there'll be snow. Well, they're going to get rid of the snow. It's all, I'm looking it's at the, be palm, freezing. the palm trees and 95-degree sun outside my window. So Yeah, well, this was it was the earliest, not that anyone really cares. It was the earliest, snowfall, earliest most snowfall in uh, the history of of this uh, semi-great state. And uh, we've had one day of snow in October. And if it doesn't snow again, this will be the second snowiest October on record. So <laughs> there's a little fun fact. Are you, are you sure Dunlap's not playing? Uh, I can't they, see I, anything that he was in the I transfer know, portal, but point. then he came back. He's been at practice. <laughs> it looks like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, Who's the other guy you don't think them? is playing? Uh, uh, Molly Holly, you know, six, nine, 500 pound dude. I don't think he's playing. Well, he was why can't we beat special. them? I thought he was like hurt. Like, no, why I mean, can't we beat them? If there's one year we would beat the big teams, it would be this year. I know. So, I mean, I mean, like you said, we should beat them, but it's all going to rely on if Tanner Morgan can keep it going because we've seen him be bad and we've seen him be really good last year. So, if he's good and he hooks up with uh, Bateman again, and I think we'll, we'll be, beat him pretty good because, like, like you saw, our running backs are insane. And they'll they'll do they'll get theirs. Well, this, our offense think, will get theirs, and it's probably our defense is the only question because we lost some key players in the defense from the draft. So we'll see that we'll, they're gonna be tested early on. Oh, we got a couple minutes, but I'll, I'll hit it. I'll let it play. Well, so I, to me, I'm not saying it's a must-win game, but I actually think it's a must-win game. I think you got to set the tone. You got to be the team at home that you are definitely better than. I don't care what the rankings are close enough. And it, and it it it'll just propel the entire season. If they lose, and we're going to be doubts and all that stuff, they have to take. I'm not saying they can't or won't. Um, the Gophers have sort of proven over the last year that they may not be the same old Gophers, but um, it's. I think it's a must-win. I mean, if they want to, if they want to do, if they want to make any noise this season, I think this is certainly a must-win because, I, to your point, I think Michigan is quite often overrated and i think that this year's another year that they're overrated i i think their their quarterback stinks but um it, it comes down to that wisconsin and iowa game like it always does i think i think you have to be michigan you got to win one of those and that's that's where you're going to get your up that's that's your opportunity to i shouldn't say relevancy because you can lose two games and be relevant but that that's your ticket to possibly oh, competing trophy for game. The, yeah possibly well, that and it's, this week, but. and it's uh making noise in the season and making noise like like nationally too like we have a top 25 recruiting class right now for 2021 and we're on college game day technically i don't really know what it's going to look like but we're on college game day it's going to be a nationally recognized game and so we need to make the noise for the future too because to get some more top recruits in the 22 class also so as we play our music we have to also uh say rest in peace to grandpa sports at hartman who i think the most remarkable thing is that people we're surprised that he died. He was 100 years old, so kind of yeah. What a what a career he had. Yeah, Drew doesn't care. No, I, okay. I, I I don't. I thought you were gonna say more. No, there, I don't. There's nothing more to say. I mean, it, he well, he literally is. had a a byline published on on the day he passed, and I think that's yeah. That in and of itself is a testament to a what he meant to to sports journalism, and b just the the kind of reporter that he was. So um, so. Yeah, Grandpa Sports. What a run. Hundred years. Well, I guess he didn't write for a hundred yeah. years. But he was a hundred years old. It's crazy. Someone in one of my friends sent in our group chat, like he died, and someone goes, "How?" And then the next three people said he was a hundred years old. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's not like. And by the way, not, it's not something to joke about, but it's like a, I don't feel like for you. I feel like he should have known. For for you, Los Angeles Laker fans, the reason that you have a team 
is because he wanted to make a trade when he ran the Minneapolis Lakers, and he wanted to get a player by the name of Bill Russell, and the other owners wouldn't allow him to do it, and Mm. that was the beginning of the end, and he said, I'm done, and they moved the team. Fun fact. Otherwise, we have have a good basketball team. Actually, we wouldn't have because those players wouldn't have came to Minneapolis anyways. What? Otherwise, we have 17 championships. <laughs> probably not, because or at least they, 10. I'd probably at least 10. They, we would have found a way to screw it up eventually. They, they won those players when they come. We would, yeah, we would have never got them. So, and anything else you guys want to touch on? I, I can't. I mean, I've, I can't find a lot of traction on the Dunlap thing. I, I, there's Wait, rumors, I guess, about Fa Lele. The only thing I, I'm gonna say two things about him specifically. One, and I'm like deep in Twitter, so this is like uh, speculation at its best, but. Um, Darren Wolfson from KSTP, who's normally pretty tuned in, basically we call him said Doogie. that. Yeah, I didn't know if people would know what that meant. Um, yeah, people ahead. would uh, basically saying that they're going to be scouts at the games to watch him. So I mean, he expects him to play, but I guess that could change. And oh, the other maybe. thing worth mentioning is he didn't play against Auburn, and we did pretty well against Auburn last year. So I think that not that he's not no because the Gophers and and incredibly good, but I yeah. think the drop off won't be monumental i mean no, I, they, because he, unlike the vikings the gophers can have they can find offensive i bet you if the yeah. Go, vikings had the gophers offensive line things would be totally different no you're well, probably I, right that, i actually. hope those scouts don't count within the 800 fans like they they can't take those numbers away from i don't, us. I don't, I don't know think because they, do. they don't because we're allowed 1600 or 1500 yeah. so we're well uh, below but i it's think most schools friend. are doing scouts on like a lottery system like they're not just letting anybody come well, in these because are the, the, the the Gophers are just it's just families so the, all the families are getting that. Yep. Uh, well, wh- while you mentioned the scouts coming, if you're Trevor Lawrence and the Jets have the number one pick, would you return <laughs> to the Clemson and stay another year? Yes. I, or go to Canada for. Well, a year. the problem is they're going to go 0 and 16 again. Then, like you can only you can only run away from it so long. Yeah. Uh, or just blow the. I'd go to Canada. Interview. Hey. I'd <laughs> I'd fail the Wonderlick if I were him. I don't think uh, they care. They, they, I, first of all, he probably will listening to him, but. No, the Jets are just what a. I mean, obviously they're gonna have a new coach, but just doesn't seem to matter. Coaches, general managers, you know, he. Well, they, uh, he, they just got a new GM, and I think he's he's letting Gase just like you were saying about Zimmer. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no reason to get rid of him. He's letting Gase ride it out so they can end up with that first pick. No, there's there's absolutely no reason to get rid of him. All right, anything anything else? I mean, uh, we'll have a gopher. Hopefully, I'll go for a win to talk about. We'll have the World Series, which didn't really get to, but um, Rays are up one nothing in the game two. Uh, right who now. do you guys got? We'll, let, let, let's quickly five minutes. Who do you Dodgers. guys got and why? I, it's so anticlimactic. It just doesn't seem real. I don't know, maybe because there's snow here, and it's not that much timing difference. But um, I, I think I was going to say like, it's that much later than it would normally would be. But no, everything, it's not that much. everything. It's I think Dodgers. to your point, I, I, and I'll, we can talk about who thinks who's gonna win but to your point the fact that everything's been jammed in all together makes them all seem just less important right. you know when they're spread out it's like you wait months for another world series the stanley cup the nba and championship how do you Super build a multi-billion dollar stadium in texas and you don't have real grass and it's I mean, the ugliest just, stadium in the world it makes i understand it's a retractable roof but how do you not have real grass milwaukee does yeah who knows it, it's and pretty ugly bad. And Milwaukee can't even have the roof open for half the year. It's so well they do, I'm sure, in the winter. But that's so weird. Yeah, it's it's it, you're right. It's ugly. I'm sure. It's I think it's the Dodgers finally. All right, I'll get my take, and then I gotta head up to a group right. meeting, and you guys can close the show. But I think, I mean, I want the Rays to win so bad because they're everything like I like in a baseball team. You know, great pitching. They have really good defense. They don't have like one superstar. I know Arozania, however he pronounces his name. Oh right, yeah, exactly. I gotta keep um, both of you guys in check now with the names. Well, I just well, he's going to a group here. meeting. Is it alcohol related or what kind of? Uh, it's a Com 12 class that I don't even know why I'm taking, but it's easy. Um, but uh, on that, well, well, we can talk about this later. But the final project is recording a podcast, so we may be in talks to bring the group on or something. I don't know. Interesting. But uh, additionally, what I was gonna say is Tampa Bay. I like everything. That, like they have that guy, and he's Playing, playing really well. They don't have like a superstar, and the pitching staff's great, but I think if Bellinger is going to be hot and hit a home run every other game, the Dodgers have to take it. Because, I mean, they, when they made the World Series the past two times um, in the 
the last three years before this, he played really well in the regular season, and it was terrible in the World Series, and they lost. And this year, he's been terrible in the regular season, and now he's probably going to get hot in the World Series, and they'll win. So I Can think I if he, up, bring up he hits point. well, they take it. I the, I think, and I know they've been good before, I think this that Tampa is a perfect example of the shortened season really helping a team. I think they'd yep. be good all year. I don't think they'd be in the World Series if they had a full I, season. I think, I think the depth, the talent, of course, but the Lack depth thereof. especially of their pitching staff benefited benefited them more with the season structure season. Than, than anybody else. And I think that's why. They, now, they're a very good team, but the reason they had the number one seed was because, in part, because of the depth of their pitching staff. Right. And I think over a, a, a tight seven-game series, that can be a big advantage too. But I think the Dodgers, I think, are finally just going to be too good. To I think win. this is the year. It's it they with, with Mookie and Bellinger and everybody else and Kershaw. Kershaw. People think Kershaw doesn't pitch well in the playoffs. He, I think that's a little over. I think that's overstated. Because he's had such he's had so many bad moments. He's had a couple he's just still, like blow ups. Right, but I think right. on the whole he's been good and he was great. La- he he's was great last night. Um, His biggest problem. Is they they compare him to a guy that's that is so good in the postseason and average in the regular season? Bob and Gotten, Bob Baumgartner, Gardner, Baumgartner, yeah. That's the problem. That no, I knew his name. I was just dreaming. No, I know. but that's that's why he. Uh, I think that's that, that hurts him oh, because you're right. he was so good in the playoffs. No, I, mean, I he was good in the regular season, but not like that. Kershaw's no, you, still you're, up. You're 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 spot on. I, and I just think I just think this team is just flat out better than they than the other teams yeah. they've had. Um, Walker Bueller is legit. You know, Kershaw's going to be well, they, himself. They got they're, the they're, best, but they probably have the best player in baseball too. Right. Exactly. Betts. Well, yeah. I mean, I figured bets that went without saying, but yeah. And I think the the guys just around the infield are just better. Corey Seager's turning into a superstar. He's been awesome in the playoffs. Justin Turner, one of the more underrated players in all of baseball. They just they're just a better team than the other ones that got here, and they're just really good. And to your point. There's few people, if any, playing baseball better than Mookie Betts right now. And mm-hmm. to Sam's point, if Bellinger gets hot, they got enough pitching to to just get them where they need to be with this roster. And I, I think it's the year they finally. Don't they still have Jock Peterson? He he barely they plays. They do. And then yeah, they got our closer. Plays. They got our closer. He's been not great for them in well, the playoffs. Well, first of all, that that trade actually worked out for both teams. So it I, did, I, and it I will because I think my eight, I think my eight is going to be here for a while and. Greaterall was okay for them in the in the regular season. He's been a little shaky in the postseason, I think. But um, he's only going to get better. He's still 22 or whatever. And if he's there for a few years and turns into a stud, and we have Maeda for two to three years, maybe more, and he does what he did this year, then we both got what we wanted. I mean, Greaterall is probably not going to be the reason they win the World Series, and Maeda is not probably going to be the reason we win or lose one. But it both got us to where we wanted to go. So. Um, yeah, Rocco's it's pretty wild that that Boston didn't think they needed him though, but that's I, that, especially a team that isn't cheap normally. So that was confusing. I, I meant Gratter on that bets. They clearly wanted to trade bets. Oh, I don't know what they saw yeah. in, in Bruce Dar that they were like, yeah, we don't. Well, we why don't. would you want to trade? I mean, the, the, a team that is always spends money has more money than they could possibly ever use, and you trade the best player in baseball. There's no, I zero. I know. I know you don't know. I, it's it almost not worth rehashing because it's nobody no, I, it's so insane who, who god only knows all right well i'm sure you've hit our music already i took care of it yep yeah this is weird because it's just the two of us sam's well, off to it to sam's talk a little quiet at the end anyways but sam's off to um work on his problems um well this has been another edition of apples to apples we'll see uh we'll, well i think we'll talk i think we'll have Z again next week we'll talk some fantasy we'll have a, we'll preview the big uh, viking packer game and how it's probably not going to go well. The good news is is that they didn't have to play the Packers this week because Rodgers is upset. Yeah. So yeah. we caught a slight break on that one, but we uh, also got Atlanta post firing of the coach, which I said last week. It's the only reason that they normally come out firing. Well, but whatever. To be honest with you, Atlanta probably should have four wins. I yeah, understand. They're I mean, better. They have a good quarterback. They have really good receivers, and our defensive backs that, are still awful. So it wasn't that crazy to think that was going to no, happen. And th- how I feel about them is very similar to how I think I feel about us. It's like neither team is talent-wise, with the exception of a couple big holes on the teams, is not bad. They're just playing badly and losing close games. And I think we're both going to end up with a pick somewhere between 5 and 10. 
because we're we just aren't physically bad enough from a talent perspective to end up in the top three. Our defense is so bad, I understand, but if we had Aaron Rodgers, we'd be undefeated. I think this year of all the years, because teams are yeah. so bad, it would it's that simple. It, now there's only a few or or Russell Wilson or well, no, but you also whoever. have to consider like the way we've lost some of these games. Yeah, no, that's too. my point. I did, like, we, the Packers I maybe blame... aside, between the ti- the Titans and the Seahawks games, we win with a different quarterback. There is no doubt. So that's a, that's three and three already. Well, the first Packer game, if we have Rodgers, they don't have him. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think realistically, if we have who we're if we have Rodgers or someone like that, who knows? Yeah, but no, no one, if, if, no, if you if you have if we have even like a top seven quarterback, you know, we're we're three and three at a minimum. Kirk's just not getting it done this year. He's just not. It's as simple as that. Oh, he's awful. All right, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.